Hello, welcome to Those Vicar Blokes. I'm Dave Coaches. You were sound a bit more enthusiastic, Dave. No, I was enthusiastic. What do you mean? <laughs> Stop it. All right, try it. Hello and welcome to Those Vicar Blokes. I'm Dave Coaches. I'm Howard the Nerdy Vicar. Now, see, you're I'm... the one sounding not very enthusiastic. That's because you put me off, you see. Oh, sorry. Sounding a bit sort of, you know. So what are we talking about on this podcast then, Dave? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, we're talking about the news. <laughs> we're going to talk about um, Donald Trump. We're going to talk about... Uh, refugees and asylum seekers. Welsh We're cakes. going to talk about Welsh cakes. Welsh yeah, cakes, Welsh not cakes. more Welsh cakes than Donald Trump. Well, yeah, more Welsh cake. Yes, please. Could we have more Welsh cakes than Donald Trump? That's a good one. And what we do it. I wonder do... if he's ever had a Welsh cake. I, I, I think it'd kill him. That's my thing. He's got golf course in Scotland. I wonder if... Uh... We're talking about Donald Trump. We're falling into Sorry. his trap. No, we're not. Right? We're talking about Welsh cakes. Welsh cakes. All right, so in the news, talking about that, and we're talking about Holy Week and how we can enter into it as Christian people. What's it about? Why did Jesus die? What happens to Jesus in the last week of his life? We do yeah, that. Yeah, we do that. And I'm not what... sure we really get to why did Jesus die and such, but, you know... Well, it's, it, well, maybe we'll catch up on that next week a little bit. Yeah, we'll do yeah. that a bit more. So, and finally, we're talking about my best, the best ever TV show. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad with Heisenberg. With, well, yeah, with Walter White. Walter White, yeah. Yeah. So, brace yourself for the music. Yeah, get ready for it. So, hello and welcome to those Vicar Blokes. Uh, I'm here with Dave Coaches. Hiya, Dave. Hello. You're right. Yeah. So, what have you been up to, uh, Dave? Well, I've done a lot of schools work this week. Done it. Been into uh, Saint Michael's at Winterbourne for a faith day. Talked to them about Good Friday. Asked some of the kids to put their hand up if they've never sinned. So that was fun because a few of the uh, the naughtier looking boys put their hands up. And the I probably, on... probably would have done that. Yeah, I, I probably would have as well. But the look on the teacher's face says, ah, you must be joking, mate. Um, <laughs> the biggest sinner. Oh, it yeah. was me. I've never done that. Yeah, uh, It's all part of the sin, isn't it? Well, yeah. But all in good humour. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I had the school in this morning from the manor at Culpit Heath. Uh, so the whole school and... Hundred or so parents, and that's nice. Good yeah, that's church. Good. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's pretty good, then. Yeah. Oh, what have you been up to? Um, you haven't asked about. No, I am asked. No, uh, I did that joke last time. So I'm yeah, going to do it again. You can't do that. They'll now. only laugh at it once. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what have I been up to? Oh, well, I've had to um, pop down to. I've Ab- just assumed you haven't done much. Well, <sighs> I had to pop down to Aberdeer this week because uh, we're moving my father-in-law, and um, I had to go and it was really interesting actually going down there again. And spending a bit of time back in Aberdeer and uh, trying to get a gas engineer. Did you visit the nightclub while you were there? What, the judges? Yeah, the judges. No, I didn't go to the judges. judges, No, No, I didn't go to the judges. I went in the day, yeah. Um, But I went down there and I was trying to find a gas engineer for him. And uh, the guy I found was called uh, Gareth the Gas. He's literally, it's like Dave Coaches here. Gareth the Gas. He's literally in Yellow Pages as Gareth the Gas. So I phoned him him up, yeah. A bit of an advert for him. Well, interestingly, if you're going to advertise stuff, you should call yourself something with A, apparently. Because if you go to Yellow Pages to find them, you find them first. 
Yeah, but you're so out of date now. Nobody goes into yellow pages now, do they? Well, I don't know when I last saw one, but um. Well, yeah. Well, it was online. That was the old theory. But in yeah, in in Aberdeer, they they have the kind of like kind of the gossips, and so, they just kind of don't need that sort of thing because everyone knows everyone. So it's kind of uh, there's no need for so, Google. So you said, oh, I need a gas man. And then, oh, you need Gareth the gas. Gareth the gas. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Eh? You look yeah. him up. Put Gareth the gas in Google. That becomes. So that's what I've been up to this week, as well as like work stuff and things like that. Um, so in the news, what's been happening in the news, Andy? Well, news overnight is that um, Donald Trump is is to be charged. Well, he has been charged with uh, some gagging. He's he's gagged a, a, a lady who's in the porn in, porn industry. Oh right, who's that? Stormy Daniels. Are so, you familiar with her work? That was going to be my joke. I was going to ask you if you were familiar with her work. No, I'm not familiar with her work. I'd never heard of her until I heard it on LBC this morning. <laughs> Let's hope so anyway. The, uh, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, so apparently whatever's happened has happened with this Stormy Daniels and he's paid her a lot of money through his lawyer to um, keep her mouth shut. And, and that's illegal for some reason. But, you know, I, we seem to have lots of gagging orders that go through the courts. But maybe it didn't go through the courts. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's really hard, though, with the American stuff to actually find out what's actually happening. Because I bet you, if you went on the on, on YouTube or something and looked up this story online, you'd have one set of facts from, like, CNN and all them. Mm. And then you'd have like one set of facts from what's the right wing one called? Fox. Fox. Uh, yeah. You'd have one from Fox. Fox yeah, well, would say he's great. Well, I've looked it in Fox News, and they they're they're making out that it's a it's a Stormy <laughs> Daniels in a teacup. Um, <laughs> it's but, Stormy uh, Daniels. But uh, yeah, so they're they're making out there's not a lot to see. You know, look the other way, nothing to see. Whereas, obviously, the uh, the left hand side of the media are looking at it as to say that he should never have been president. He definitely shouldn't be president again. Um, he's completely unworthy to run a country and all the rest of it. Well, that's just like the whole thing we had years and years ago with uh, Clinton, in it, back in the 90s, where there was all that nonsense rubbing on forever. What was her it? name? Oh, uh, she was the one with the dress, isn't it? She kept the, It was really creepy. The one with the dress. She kept her dress. Lots <laughs> of women have a dress. No, she kept her dress or something. I can't remember. Google it. I don't want to talk about that. It sounds a bit grim, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, Lewinsky something. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky that's it. Yeah, there we go. Good yeah. memory. Back Draw in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. So, is it? do you reckon it's a witch hunt then against Trump and uh, by the deep state and all that, you know? No, I don't. No, oh, yeah. I, I think I think he's a wrong un. Um, I <laughs> think a he's wrong a wrong un. He's always been a wrong un. There's been plenty of stories to um t- to say that he's his dealings are less than uh, upfront. And uh, my honest opinion is that um he's waiting for redemption. And uh, but I don't think he's beyond redemption. No, I think he just needs to. Uh, well, he's not. He's not really see, the devil incarnate, though, is he? I don't think he's the devil incarnate. No, but um. I don't. I don't think he's necessarily the leader that people should be looking up to as a as an example of a life well lived. He's quite funny though, isn't he? <laughs> quite funny. But he's just. It's just. I just find it really incredible that a that actually he's a thing. You know that people actually sort of vote for him or go for him. That that somebody that unserious could actually but get he anywhere. Says the things that people want to hear. Well, some of the people. 
Uh, what what he says is divisive, and we have that in our in our politics in this country as well. Is that divisive comments are made, and so if enough people agree with you, then you, as far as they're concerned, you've had the bottle to say it, and they'll vote for you. But I think it shows that there's a total lack of trust in the system that somebody like that can can actually rise up. I think he's more a symptom of a problem rather than a problem. I think that only only in a system that's broken can somebody like Trump actually get anywhere or do anything. That's what I think. Well, yeah, and I and I think that his his time has been. I don't think he's I don't think he'll get another go at I know he's running to be president at the next round, but I don't think that'll happen. Um He's a bit like those naughty boys in the class, though, isn't he? When you said, is anybody not a sinner? And they, they put their hands up. Yeah, I think That's, so, yeah. He's just a naughty boy. Yeah, he's a naughty boy who's, who's put his hand up, but knows that actually he's uh, he's paid somebody good money in order to keep their mouth shut. Yeah, put someone where neither of us are familiar with their work. Like, no, yeah. no. But um, if you are a Stormy Daniels fan, then um, I suggest you don't write in and let us know, because yeah. we, 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 we may very well... Name you next week. Yeah, don't email us with no. any of her work. No, 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 no. I'm not going to Google her. I don't want to Google her. That's the type of thing you think, if I Google that, a little alarm will go off yeah. somewhere. Like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not good. So anything else in the news then other than Trump? Uh, yeah, well, so on a similar divisive note, actually, we've got a big debate going on about whether or not um, military bases should be used to house... Um, refugees and asylum seekers and initially it was it was given as a to to move them out of the hotels um but when you look deeper into that story it's not to move them out of the hotels it's in addition to having them in hotels um because the numbers are getting that high um so that's obviously a very divisive issue and uh yeah and so there are people that are uh protesting against these people moving into certain places and then there's counter protests that are Against that. I sent you something. See, I do you look did, at the yeah. news sometimes in Hlantwit Major. Go and say Hlantwit Major. Hlantwit Major. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. Hlantwit Major. Hlantwit, yeah. Uh, which is down in the Vale of Glamorgan. It's, it's just sort of uh, west of Cardiff, really, in the, the more rural parts, where there's been um, a protest by a group called Patriotic Alternative. Yeah. And I looked those guys up because I don't watch the news, but it doesn't mean I don't know what's going on in a funny way. And I looked these guys up and the guy who runs Patriotic Alternative is the ex-publicity officer for guess who? BMP. Oh, right. Okay. They're like whack-a-mole, these people. Right, Do you okay. know what I mean? They, they go away and then they pop up with a different head. But they're not locals, are they? No, 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 no. no so no, so no, they've, no. they've gone to this place and, and decided they're going to protest on behalf of the residents. That's right. And the yeah. residents aren't very pleased about that. No, there was a lovely story about it, uh, the, what the residents did, and, and the church was right at the centre of this with the, uh, the local priest, where they made a pile of Welsh cakes for them. Now, Welsh cakes are basically, they were called flat scones. I don't know if I've ever had a Welsh cake. Oh, but, you're missing um, out, mate. Care of Yate Parish Office, BS 37, 8, something. Yeah, I'll get I'll get my yeah. mum to make them for you. They're really yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. So they're like kind of little scones, and they're a symbol of welcome. So what you do is if you went around someone's house, they would, they would make you Welsh cakes like so. Yeah, all right? So when these guys turned up the other Saturday, last Saturday, all the residents of um, Flandre Major who were in the counter-protest actually went and gave them Welsh cakes. 
to, to say that they are a welcoming society. And I, I thought it was a really fascinating protest, really, because the usual counter-protesters turned up who just kind of yeah. want to fight, basically, as the, far as I can see. Well, they're both mob on hire, aren't they? Yeah. We used to get them when I lived up north, is that you, when I lived in Lancashire, where the BNP were quite popular back then, they won a, a seat in the European Parliament. So you get the BNP would turn up and start shouting about whatever the latest thing was. And then you get the kind of anti-BMP people would turn up and then they'd have a big fight and that would be it. And all the locals would be like, oh, just go away. But I think what that showed with Welsh Geeks is that love and, and welcome have the power to overcome yeah. that sort of evil. And the local people as well were genuinely concerned about what was happening in their local community. But I don't think patriotic alternative were. They just wanted to use that issue to, you know, push their nasty agenda. But unless, you know, the politicians yeah, do but, something but, but about but these issues... But they're jumping on the back of people's fears, aren't they? You know, there's, it might not be the case in, in Wales, but, uh, but apparently in Lincolnshire it is the people of Lincolnshire who are adamant that they don't want uh, these refugees and asylum seekers to be housed in their area in these in these camps i mean the pictures of them look awful on the telly there were some library pictures of them when they were still being used mm. um and i try to gauge these things by how old the cars are that are seen driving in and out and um and, and the newest car was a, a 2011 oh, so, right. so 12 years old um and it would have been you know certainly wouldn't have been that that to be the case um and, and so the library picture was and then it showed somebody being interviewed outside and the buildings that it show have all got mesh over the windows yeah. and, you know, anti-vandalism precautions in place. So it's not as if these are active places. They're just derelict and being left to rack and ruin. And, you know. But I think they did have a, uh, a grant where they were turning into a kind of heritage centre because it's something to do with the, bam the dam busters. Well, one of them that they've put in an application for a grant, um, but I don't know when they've done that, and it has not been accepted, and it doesn't seem as though that was ever a likely thing to happen. But I think that's the thing, though. Is this is the thing? Is it's tempting where we see people like patriotic alternative and people like that to kind of go right? Okay, well, if these guys are against this thing because they're odious, therefore I have to be for it. When a lot of the time, this, these things are very nuanced and very sort of... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. And I think absolutely. a bit like what does worry me, like with the Trump thing, is, you know, if Trump said the world was round, then I'm sure the Democrats would say the world was flat, you know. And I think we're getting to that over here now where we've lost the ability to listen to each other, lost the ability to rationally consider things. And we just respond because we don't want to be associated with either group if you see what i mean yeah and i think what struck me with the um welsh cake thing was what they wanted to do was have a conversation and to be listened to and what they didn't want is to be used as a pawn yeah in somebody else's game you know? yeah absolutely and that's the trouble but there you go. So that's have a Welsh cake, stick it in your mouth, and now you've got no chance to talk because you have to listen. Yeah, yeah that's right. Fun. Yeah, and, and I think as well is like we'll talk about this in the next section, which is about Holy Week. But I think Holy Week 
the week leading up to Easter teaches us that crowds are dangerous things. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as soon as things get in any way heated or uh, crowd-like, you know you need to kind of lower the temperature in order to find uh, a solution because otherwise bad things happen. Bad things happen, yeah, absolutely. There we are. That's your assembly for you. So Welsh cakes are the answer to everything. So you reckon if there was Welsh cakes uh, on on the first Good Friday then it wouldn't have been a problem, right? It's a good chance. I mean, it's clearly an error. Hot cross buns didn't cut the mustard. Welsh cakes were the answer. Welsh cakes all the way, yeah. Yeah. Caiaphas is there. We have no king but Caesar. Now have a Welsh cake, Caiaphas. Yeah. Sort yourself out. You're listening to Those Vicar Blokes. We hope you're enjoying it. Don't forget to click follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're currently using. So in this next section, we're going to talk about Holy Week. Holy Week uh, that begins uh, on Sunday, technically, with Palm Sunday. Um, So we'll talk a bit about that. So what you, do you want to tell us what Holy Week is and what, what we do and yeah, what it's well, about? Yeah? So Holy Week is um, the remembrance of the last week of Jesus um, leading up to when he died on the cross um, and then three days later um, was resurrected from the grave. And so, yeah, we, we look at the, the journey of that and, and, and his activities through that week and what he got up to and... So what Why? is that? What's, what's Palm Sunday? Well, so Palm Sunday, um, Jesus arrives at a place, to cut the story short, because it goes on a bit, to be honest, <laughs> to cut the story short, um, he arrives in uh, a place called Bethany, which is two miles from Jerusalem, um, which is where Mary, Martha and Lazarus live. And uh, they start stripping the, the trees of the palm branches that were there. Because obviously the roads are dusty and dirty and they're not tarmac like our roads. And so when a big crowd travels, it kicks up a lot of dust. So they throw these their coats and the palm branches on the floor to make it a nice, smooth, steady, non-dusty ride. And they basically party they, their way to the outside of the temple at Jerusalem. What's Jesus riding? He's riding on a colt. A colt, which a is a colt, what? which is some sort of animal that's horse-like that's never been ridden. It's a force, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. A, a foal of a donkey. Yeah, yeah. It's like a mini donkey. It's like a mini donkey, but yeah. um, the accounts aren't exactly clear what he's riding because they differ in the. Oh, it's not getting too technical. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I know, but we shouldn't specify too much that he's definitely riding on a donkey because he may or may not be, but it's definitely something that that he wouldn't or that people wouldn't ordinarily be riding on at that point. No. So why does he why does he ride on the donkey then? Well, because he's a different sort of king. He should be on some great charger at that point, but he's not that sort of king. He's a different sort of king. But that is the king that they're expecting. What they're expecting him to do is to go down into Jerusalem and and basically wipe the Romans out and kick them out of Jerusalem and and restore it to a... Yeah. Basically, he's entering on a cult, on a you know, foal of a donkey, and everyone goes berserk and starts singing Hosanna to the son of David, yeah. Hosanna in the highest, and they believe that Jesus is going to go in uh, on the donkey, defeat the Romans, blast them, 
and then everything will be all right. So a bit like a revolutionary re- leader, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's what they're expecting, and that's not what they get. No. Um, because he ends up going in, and instead of upsetting the Romans, he upsets the uh, the Jews. Yeah. Um, and and the Jewish leaders and the and the priests and the chief priests and everybody else. So he's the wrong type of god. Well, they're expecting him to kick out the Romans, but he's not. He's not having a go at them in any way, shape, or form. He's not way. the god they wanted. No. Send him back. Send have him got, back. Have we got a receipt? I don't want this god. I want the other one. I want the other one. Well, yeah. that's exactly what they do, but we'll get to that after. So what happens uh, on Thursday? Because that's the next, next big day, isn't it? Yeah. So Thursday, well, we get the institution of Holy Communion when he, when he shares the Last Supper with his friends. Um, before that, when they arrive, he washes their feet for them. Why um, is he doing that? Now? Well, it's, it's the form... It would be the lowest slave that washes the feet of the people who come and dress. Because obviously... Um, they didn't have nice quality sketchers or Adidas trainers then, ah. um, like you and I were. Yeah. Um, th- they had uh, just sandals if you were lucky enough and if you could afford a pair, or you'd be barefoot. So on these dusty roads, your feet would get dirty, and normally it would be the lowest slave that would wash the feet of your visitors when they came to your house. So but Jesus did that. So there's a theme running through this then. He's not on a big horse. He's on a rubbishy donkey. Uh, he doesn't do what they expect. And he washes the feet of his disciples, which is the work of the lowest servant in the whole yeah. house. Yeah. So he, he, Jesus empties himself of all of his power and takes the form of a of a slave. Yeah. 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 The lowest form of servant. And then they have a meal together, which is what we uh, remember or we make present. See. We make present when we do Holy Communion. So that's why Monday Thursday is important because it's Holy Communion. And then at the end of the Monday Thursday service, we turn all the lights off in church, don't we? Yeah. And then we go to the Garden of Gethsemane to remember Jesus go into the Garden of Gethsemane where he prays and then is arrested. Uh, because all the actions of Holy Week are reenacted in churches across uh, across the world in these ancient services, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what it's happens very, to very him, powerful. Yeah. What happens to him um after after he gets arrested then? So he gets arrested um by a combination of um Roman guard and temple guard and he's taken to uh the temple where he appears in front of a court that's called the Sanhedrin, um that's headed by the chief priest who is who is judge. Um, but it's not allowed to be executioner, which is quite interesting. No. Um, so uh, they basically stirred up lots of people outside to come in and tell lies, um, to bear false witness about what Jesus has said or done and what crimes he may or may not have committed. Um, so it's a witch hunt then. So it's yeah, it's a definite witch hunt. Yeah. It's a yeah. Related to other story, it might be what people have done to Donald Trump, but it may or may not be true. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I, th- I think there was there's much clearer evidence against Donald Trump than there was against Jesus. No. Um, and in the end, uh, one man comes in. So in the Sanhedrin, what you needed to happen was that two people's stories had to agree, and and if two people couldn't agree, then then you weren't you weren't guilty in effect. Um, so all it needed was for two people to say that he'd done the same thing, and obviously they didn't do that because when you're lying, it's very difficult to remember the lie. But when you're telling the truth, it's quite natural. 
But then that's the thing, though. That's why our legal system is actually based on these ancient Jewish legal systems, isn't it? That's the thing. So we have the same system in our court today because our court system is based on the Jewish uh, court system from the Old Testament mixed in with the Roman uh, yeah. court system, isn't it? So then they take in the pilot, don't they? Well, you've missed a bit. What's the bit? Well, the bit is where it, where actually they um, one man says... Um, this man said that he could destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. And Caiaphas, the chief priest, says, is this true? Did you say this? And Jesus says, yeah, I said that. And in which case, that's, that's enough. Yeah, to, we to have no need of witnesses. Yeah, yeah, we don't need any more, more witnesses because we've all witnessed what he said. Ed, that's it. Yeah. He's quite a clever le legal mind, isn't he, uh, Caiaphas? He is, he is. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, we, we'll relate to another news story because we've obviously got Boris Johnson has, has said in Parliament whatever he said, and we could all watch it on the reruns of PMQs, and and so denying he said it doesn't quite work anymore. No, so uh, not yeah, really. same sort of thing. All relates to the news, doesn't it? Really. So I nothing think nothing changes. And then he goes, no, it don't. It, it, that, that, that's the main thing. Nothing changes. Is so. Then he goes to see Pilate. They take him to Pilate because they can't. Yeah. Uh, and Caiaphas says, um, well, we can't execute him, but you can. So do us a favour, mate, and um. Execute and execute him. him, and Pilate initially says, "No, no, I don't think so. Why? Why would I want to? Why should I bother?" Um, and so they say to him, "Well, you say that we should worship the emperor, but this man's claiming to be God, so therefore, you wait until we tell the emperor." Basically, so Pilate knows he's got little choice then. And the crowd go berserk because they stir up the crowd, don't they? Well, so it's a. T this relates as well, doesn't it? Because yeah. um. What is it? It's Thanksgiving, isn't it? That that, that the president yeah. gets to allow um, a, a turkey free, oh, and it's the same the thing. Turkey. He pardons the turkey and lets the turkey not be used for Thanksgiving. Does the president of the United States? And this is in effect what what Pontius Pilate does, because as the governor of Jerusalem, to keep the Jewish people on side, uh, each year at Passover they let a criminal free, and it was only this year that I realised this is where the major mistake lies from Pontius Pilate, because both people up, up on the platform were called Jesus. We've mm. got Jesus Barabbas, and we've got Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus Barabbas is actually, his crime is that he's killed a Roman soldier and started an insurrection against the Romans, Yeah, which is exactly what they wanted Jesus of Nazareth to do less than a week earlier, and, he, and he'd not done that. Yeah. So when he, when Pilate says, "Do you want me to release Jesus Barabbas, who's killed a Roman and started a, a riot against us, or do you want me to release Jesus of Nazareth?" It was, as far as I can tell, has done nothing. Um. Then the the we have no. Do you want me to? What's he know? Do you want me to crucify your king? And everybody shouts, yeah. "We have no king but Caesar." Yeah. Wow. That's the influence of the. Uh, of the chief priest and the priest stirring up the crowd a little bit, but but they go they were against. Gonna, they were going to save Barabbas no matter what. Yeah, but they go against who they actually are because the essence of being a Jewish person is that your king is God, not yeah. your king. So when they say we have no king but Caesar, they actually betray their own covenant, don't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they're so wound up. And then they take Jesus away and crucify him. After it's that. quite interesting though, because because sort of. Depending on how you view it, Jesus has already sort of made the new covenant at the Last Supper on the Thursday before. Yeah, yeah, he does. He hasn't yeah. quite sealed that covenant at no. that point, but he's 
He's, cer- he's certainly written. It's just waiting to be signed. But I like Holy Week. Well, I don't like it. Because what I find in Holy Week, the Holy Week story, we've said all the way along that it's actually something that happens all the time. So we've related it to these silly Donald Trump things. But really, the story of Holy Week is the story of all of us all the time. And what I do each year is I ask myself the question, who am I in the Holy Week story? Yeah. And am I a person in the crowd? Am I Caiaphas? Am I Judas? Am I uh, Pontius Pilate? Who am I? And in each of us, all those different aspects of humanity are found. You know, Pilate is the guy who just can't be bothered. He's just He just can't be bothered with it. He just does his head in, so he's had enough, and off he goes. Pont- uh, Caiaphas is the maybe the good leader who's trying to keep the peace in a very sort of politically difficult situation and trying to make bad, difficult choices, where he says it is better for one man to die for the good of the people. It sounds like COVID, isn't it? We talked about that the other other week, isn't it? Is, you know, a very, very modern idea there. Well, maybe it's not. Um, So Holy Week really holds up a mirror to us as human beings, showing the best and the worst of us as human beings, like the same crowd that welcomed Jesus on Palm Sunday is the same crowd that calls for his blood later on. That's just like a celebrity magazine thing, isn't it? Really? Well, some of them. There are a considerably bigger crowd on the on the Friday than they were on the Sunday. But um but yeah, some of those same people have changed their mind. Because he's not he's not lived up to what they were expecting. He's not the God they want him to be. No. And I think that's why Judas, I think betrayed him because he was so angry because Jesus isn't the God he wanted him to be. No, I think you give Judas Judas a hard time. Do you reckon? I feel a bit sorry for Judas. Oh, you saw my mother now. No, because... Oh, I feel so sorry for Judas. Yeah, because somebody had to do it. It had to be fulfilled. Um, So either he was chosen from the very start by Jesus because he thought he'd be able to... He'd be one who could actually achieve it. But actually... the poor bloke wasn't as strong as Jesus thought, I don't think. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm the go at him. I think, in a sense, I think he's just that anger that we have with God because he's not the God we want him to be. And he doesn't do what we want him to yeah, do. Yeah, well, I don't think that's Pilate's motivation. Well, Judas' think, motivation. No? Uh, sorry, Judas's motivation. I think he's just drawn the short straw. You think he's just, just very Calvinistic of you? Wow, maybe. That's a technical thing. Ignore that. Yeah, well, I'll pick that up with Dave off. Off, uh, off podcast. Wow. Well, yeah, we'll that's see. That's the beauty of Anglicanism, is that we don't have to agree on it all. We just have to draw ourselves closer to God from trying to understand. Yeah, okay. But what I'd say is, as we think about, you know, why did Jesus die, we've thought about it from a historical point of view. But I think in Holy Week, I think it's really important for us to think about these stories and enter into them imaginatively. So imagine ourselves in the stories and ask ourselves that sort of terrible question. If I was there, what would I do? So we to so see you do you try to be a different character each year and no, no, no. the whole journey through? No no, I don't try and be a different character. I just end up being a different character. All right, okay. So I, sometimes I'm the same one, but I think over the years I've been them all, you know. Yeah. Depending on where I'm at, you know. So some years I'm fed up, so I'm a bit like um, Pontius Pilate and I can't be bothered. Other years I'm 
cross with God. So I'm like Judas. Other years I'm trying to do my best in a difficult situation. So I'm like Caiaphas. Other times I feel I get carried away with things too much. And I, I think the like, one that I've you know, been most often is Peter. What, the coward? Yeah, where, where when it comes to the crunch, you don't quite do what you think you ought to do. Yeah, it was Peter. You know you take the wrong action and you know that you don't. You don't yeah. speak of Jesus when you should be speaking of Jesus or or, or to stick up for him because it's, it's easier not to. It's just easier not to. And I think that's the really the fundamental sin of Holy Week is the sin of sloth, where it's just easier to kill Jesus than to deal with him. I think for a lot of people it's just easier. You know, like Pilate. Yeah. Peter, it's just, you just think... You know, well, you see, you give them all a hard time, don't you? You're no, very no. harsh on them. I mean, if you look at it from Peter's <laughs> point of view, he, he's the one who's willing to fight for Jesus. He draws his sword and strikes the ear of the of the guard, and what does Jesus do? He tells him off. So he's willing to fight for him. He but just he, doesn't understand what he's fighting for or why he's what how he's meant to go about that. But they're all complex people, aren't they? That's the thing. They're all complex characters. They're not like the type of characters we had in that. Um... What was it called now? Oh, consent thing we had the other week. They're all three-dimensional, complex characters. Peter is a hero and he's a coward. You know, yeah. Pilate well, he's is Simon when he does best. something stupid, isn't he? Yeah, but they're all—all all of them—are very complicated characters with different aspects to their lives. Well, that's because humans we all are, are very complicated characters with different aspects to our lives and different emotions and different moods, and and that's why it's true. Yeah. That's why it's true, because it is humanity. And I think the most profound thing, really, is at the end where Jesus is on the cross, he forgives his executioners. And I think the sins that led to his execution aren't these sort of psychopathic, ultra-evil sins. They're the everyday things that people do where it just went a bit too far. Like with your kids, when you say, why did you do that? It just went a bit too far. And I think that's where Jesus forgives us and not just the own executioners, but all of us and loves us for who we are and is willing to accept us in our stupidity and in our laziness. And and yeah, and that's the the wonder of it, really, I think. Yeah. And I think that and I think because this story is forgotten, that's why we've ended up in a very one-dimensional... I, I think the danger there, though, is that, that we can justify our own sloth and we can justify our own sin. And that's not what Jesus no, calls us to do. No, no. But I think what you can only admit who you are truly in an environment of love and mercy. And I think because we've given up on love and mercy... We've entered into a kind of one-dimensional world where, uh, what do you call it now, orange man bad, where Donald Trump is the epitome of evil, which isn't true, and the other lot are the epitome of sanctity, which isn't true. And that's why our world, I think, is so one-dimensional, because we've lost the ability to see ourselves for who we truly are because we've given up on mercy. But it's about recognising who we truly are and and recognising those bits that we need to change. Yeah. Um, seeing them so that we can address them and giving our best efforts into, into addressing them and, and improving as, 
as humans, but that that doesn't mean that we all of a sudden become terribly woke about everything. It, no, it's a no. Well, I think it's, that's... A, it's a process, isn't it? And it's about reflecting on yourself more than reflecting on others. You know, we're gonna. I think that's the thing: is what Holy Week teaches us is that evil is found within us. While I think modern understandings of evil is something that's outside of us, it's in other people. Yeah. And that's why we end up with all this division and bitterness. Because and if you don't have a society based on mercy and forgiveness with this, the Holy Week story at the centre, then you quickly descend into what we have in America and over here, which is this society based on self-righteousness and anger yeah. where evil isn't within it's those people yeah so it's patriotic alternative they're the evil people let's get them it's the refugees they're the evil people let's get them while i think holy week says to all of us you know physician heal thyself yeah watch yourself anyway next week we'll talk a bit more about how we can begin again when we talk about easter yeah good stuff I hope you're enjoying the those Vicar blokes as we thought about Holy Week and before we get into the next bit. But don't forget to subscribe, click the button, or click follow, whatever else it is. And we're on our websites, etc. Try and find us. And if, if you, you type yeah, those Vicar blokes into Google, top, we really do come up as the top pick. It's top pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But there's some competition as well, though, from other local churches. I'm hesitant to add, but. Oh, well, they've got a different mind. name. Those never... Vicar Blokes is the one you want. Top man, those Vicar yeah. Blokes. Click the subscribe, search those Vicar Blokes. So welcome back. Uh, to finish off today, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite ever, uh, I think the best ever uh, TV show that's been ever made, really, I think. And yeah, it is one of the best, if not the best, Breaking Bad. So, Dave, you watched how many episodes? I've of watched Breaking six Bad? episodes because I because you told me to look up Heisenberg before I watched it, and so I had to watch it until Heisenberg became a thing, which is six episodes. So, although you gave me the illusion it was going to happen in the first episode, that was wrong. Duff information. Sorry, but Heisenberg is it? it Breaking Bad is awesome, though, isn't it? Yeah, Breaking Bad is really good. I've really enjoyed it. Um, but I have spent quite a lot of the week working out why we were watching it for the podcast, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah, and it takes quite a lot of thinking about it. On the surface of it, it looks like quite a straightforward story, but actually there's so many depths and so many levels of it that take a little while to to materialise, and so much human agony that gets revealed as you go on. Yeah. Um, so the story is basically um, uh, Walter White, who's this pathetic sort of middle-aged man who was a amazing chemist, but then his life went wrong. And well, it looks as yeah. though his life went wrong because his his business partner, um, somebody black, yeah, um, who they formed this company called Grey Industries, um, has basically ripped him off and shunned him out. That's it. Um, you know, in a way that often happens with business partners, and one does well and the other does bad. Yeah, this uh, he's a bit like the guy who got 
done for Apple, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's the same sort of thing. So he gets betrayed by his uh, business partner. Well, he takes a bad deal, doesn't he? Really, he, he sells does. his shares. So he becomes this kind of like pathetic high school chemistry teacher, doesn't he? Yeah, he was very good at it, to be honest. He you is. Know, he's, and his chemistry skills are second to none. Yeah. Because he makes the best crystal meth that's seen in America. Yeah, so what happens is he gets a cancer diagnosis. So he believes then that there are no consequences for any of his actions. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Do you reckon? Oh, well, yeah. I, think, I think his motivation is the fact that he knows that he's not got enough money for his family to survive without him. So he's got um, a disabled son and he's got a, a baby daughter on the way, his wife's pregnant. And so in his mind, the motivation is about provision once he's died, I think. He's like, he like, wants to make... Yeah. To get rich quick, because otherwise I'm going to be dead and they're going to be struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what crystal meth is, if you don't know, it's a kind of... Um chemically produced drug that's are you, highly addictive. And you're as aware of this as you are of Stormy Daniels, right? I'm more aware of Crystal Meth because oh, well. uh, I studied it in university. Oh, fair enough. So it, it we, it's a kind of... You studied it theoretically, I assume. I have a not, theoretical not understanding right, of Crystal okay. Meth. Yeah, I've never tried it. I would, And because I have a theoretical understanding of Crystal Meth, I would never try it. it basically what it does, it um, goes into your brain and fires off all the dopamine in your brain and gives you the most amazing high you could ever have, which is why it's one of the most addictive drugs yeah. that's ever been produced. Dopamine basically. needs dopamine needs dopamine. That's it, yeah. So I've heard that at a, a wedding prep thing recently. Yeah, we did the wedding prep thing, yeah, didn't we, yeah, all about absolutely. dopamine? Your, yeah. your session. The, here's how the nerdy vicar is going to talk to us all about dopamine and serotonin. <laughs> Yeah, I did do a talk about, but that was really important, actually. It was really important. It was really good. And actually, it was a really good understanding of why why those initial sort of lustful elements of of relationships sort of die down a bit after a while. Yeah, you can't be sort of lust in, uh, in the luminous phase of a relationship for more than two years. So you can't get that initial feeling back. But we digress from Breaking yeah, Bad. Do, yeah, yeah, Breaking Bad, yeah. So, um, so what do you think of... That's the setup, really, is that um, Walter White decides to make crystal meth and he, he buddies up, uh, but he meets by chance um, his old high school student, doesn't well, he? Well, his brother-in-law is... Um, <laughs> He's such a It's the local drug enforcement officer, isn't he? He's yeah. the local, you know... Top cop as far as drug enforcement goes. So he goes on a ride along and then he sees this guy jumping out the window and thinks, Oh, I know him, I taught him. Well, I tried to teach him, there's more the case. Yeah. And uh And so Jesse Pinkman, who's his mate uh who's his ex student, uh he buddies up with him. So Jesse Pinkman sells the meth and works with um Walter White to um to make it. And it's really interesting, isn't it, how they have that teacher student relationship, is it? As he's teaching him how to make the crystal meth, he's actually trying to teach him high school chemistry as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he goes from, goes from like what the, what these glass things are called, and then when uh, when Walter White decides he's not going to play for a while, all of a sudden uh, Jesse gets a new partner, doesn't he? And and has to educate him what these these things are called. That's it. Yeah, yeah. a boiling, boiling. Yeah. So the reason I watched it for the podcast really is that. Um, Walter White calls himself Heisenberg, uh, which is a science joke. In, si- in episode six. In episode six, okay, he calls himself Heisenberg, okay, 
uh, say my name. Yeah, because I'll put I'll get Martin to put that in actually. Well, we haven't reached the say my name bit yet. No, it's, in, it's in series eight or something. Yeah, like that. it's the best bit. Is um, yeah, he calls himself. Oh, hang on, we get to series eight. Something like that. He takes a long time six, to die. Series six or something. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Heisenberg's interesting because Heisenberg is the chemist or physicist who works out that everything is two things at the same time. So we talked in the science episode the other yeah. week about the double slit experiment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, where electrons are particles and waves. One of the guys who worked on quantum mechanics is Heisenberg. It's called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. So I think... I'm not sure about that. Yeah? Yeah, the uncertainty... No, oh, God, that's so <laughs> So... You <laughs> ruined that joke because I had to explain it to you, but still. That's really bad. Uh, so that so the reason he calls himself Heisenberg is because he's he is on one level a high school chemistry teacher, a father, a caring father, and all those good things. And at the same time, he is a ruthless drug dealer. Yeah, all at the same time. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that that is humanity, isn't it? Yeah, that is humanity. But there are so many other l- layers that go with it. You know, there's there's the family meeting where basically he doesn't want to receive any treatment and and they they've got this cushion that they pass around when they're allowed to speak. So everybody gets to go before him and the sister in law basically says you should do what you want to do. And then the look on her sister's face is, What are you doing? Why are you saying that? But she works in, in palliative care, doesn't she? Yeah, She's she seen does. this. She's seen the realities of what he's gonna suffer. Um, and and basically has the attitude different to the rest of the family, whereas the the the, the brother-in-law, the the drug enforcement officer, is not got a clue. He's just whittling on, thinking I'm meant to be saying something. I've no idea. I'm just going right. to keep talking for ten minutes. He can't work it so out. So funny. But it is it is excellent. But I think the reason I brought it into the podcast really is that idea that. He, why it's such a brilliant program is each of the characters is so multi-dimensional and so human and even the most evil characters in it all of them have a kind of um sort of good side they're all a mixture of both and i think that's why i asked you to do it with holy week really because yeah it, it is a kind of modern holy week story where people are trying to deal with the situation and failing abysmally all the way through. And hopefully in the end, you'll have to watch all the six seasons, but there is maybe... I don't know if I've got time for that. It took me about a year. Yeah, yeah, but I don't watch TV over a period of time like that. I I binge watch it um, intensely, and so um, that's going to be Holy Week and Easter out the window if I'm going to catch up on. You up to like four o'clock in the morning watching yeah, Breaking absolutely. Bad, like, yeah. yeah, and then up again at six to uh, to carry on with that, to get yeah. on with my job, you know. Should be like kind of Easter Sunday morning, to be a husband and a father and all so, that sort of thing. So if Dave looks a bit tired on Easter Sundays because he's been watching Breaking Bad all night, he hasn't been up in prayer. Yeah, well, like that. we've got this big party, haven't we, on Sunday for my installation and and the welcome of Culprit Heath and oh, the yeah. and the missionary. So, so actually, I've bought all of the wine for that. Yeah. Um, so there are about seventeen bottles of wine currently sat in Culpeth Church Hall. Oh, well, don't so, say that too much. So, you get robbed. So, but if people don't drink it, 
then I'll I'll have to drink it. So I'm definitely going to be in a right old state. Uh, well, it'd be no breaking bad for you then. No. Okay. They'll be feeling bad. Okay. Hangover bad. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Okay, so next week, what are we watching next week, Dave? Well, well we're going to watch the Christmas episode of The Cleaner. So the uh, Christmas episode yeah. at Easter. At Easter, yeah. Um, and it's not because it's Christmas, because it's not actually all that Christmassy, but it does reach into the into the more emotional parts of people and, and why. And how. Okay. And what, what channel is that on? It's, yeah, that's a good question. You don't know? No. Talk to your Sky remote and say right. the cleaner and up it will come. Well, um, I think it's on BBC, but if I've told you that wrong, then I'll be in trouble. But yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. It's, it's either on BBC or ITV. Okay, well, have a look. Uh, the Christmas episode of The Cleaner, and next week we'll be talking about the news, and we'll be talking about nothing about refugees next week, please. No, well, you no, never well, know what's in the news. They're the big though. news, aren't they? That's the trouble. That's the... Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't manipulate the news. You, well, you just know. You'd be like Fox, isn't it? But you we're know? not doing the news the week after, are we? Because um, next week we're going to be recording a double episode. Oh, yeah. Because we're both on holiday the week after, but we don't want our listeners to miss out. That's right, so, yeah. Dub- we double recording, but output each week is normal. So. Nothing, nothing with the news, is it? No, no news in the week after. So we hope everyone has a, comes along on Sunday to uh, Dave's big do on uh, on Sunday evening, as we're licensing Dave's being licensed. Um, I'm already licensed. I'm being installed. Installed, sorry. Yeah, you've I've been got installed. a license. You've got a license. Yeah, I'm like James Bond. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> license to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Licensed to marry, bury, baptise, and but lead not, worship, but, but not, not kill. Not, not no, to I kill. don't think that was in the job description. Well, you know, it's tempting sometimes, isn't it? Okay, so before I say something I'll regret, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah, cheerio. Mm-hmm.